wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. Understand, everybody, relationships get more done in business than skill, talent, and hard work get done all put together. Stayallday.com. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreAllDay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Let me ask a question. Are you tired of running out of essential items or craving late night snacks with no options in sight? Say goodbye to those moments of inconvenience and say hello to GoPuff, which is your ultimate delivery solution. If you didn't know about GoPuff, when you use GoPuff, you have access to thousands of products delivered straight to your door in minutes. Yes, this is real. And here's the best part of it. GoPuff is partnered with Work On Your Game, and right now they are offering an exclusive deal just for you. You will get $15 off your first three orders when you go to workonyourgame.com slash GoPuff. That's a total of $45 in savings, $15 times three orders. Imagine the convenience and savings as you stock up on snacks, beverages, household essentials, and more, all from the comfort of your own home. I mean, you don't even have to get off the couch. So grocery store shopping, you can say goodbye to it. You can just do it all from the app on your phone with GoPuff. And again, $15 off your first three orders when you go to workonyourgame.com slash GoPuff. So GoPuff takes the hassle out of shopping by bringing everything you need right to your doorstep. You need toothpaste? GoPuff has you covered. You're craving ice cream? GoPuff has all your favorite flavors ready to be delivered. No matter what you're in the mood for, GoPuff has it all. So why wait? Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Visit workonyourgame.com slash GoPuff and enjoy $15 off on each of your first three orders with GoPuff. Simplify your life, satisfy your cravings, and save big with GoPuff today. That link, one more time, is workonyourgame.com slash GoPuff. You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get to use those personal initiative, which is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is the questions that buyers ask. Yes, we're going to talk about it. We're going to step into the shoes of the people who 
are going to buy something from you and the questions that they ask themselves when making a decision, making the decision as to whether or not they're going to buy from you. But before we get started, let me tell you, I'll send out a daily motivation text free of charge every morning. To everybody in my text community, this message is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp and on point. At least help you start your day being focused, sharp and on point. I can't say a text message is going to do that throughout the whole day, but you'll start your day like this. All you got to do to get this text me at my number, which is 305-384-6894. And every morning when I send out the daily motivation message, everybody who is in my text community, that means you, will be receiving this message. So text me right now. Let me know you want to get the daily motivation in every day starting tomorrow morning when I send it out. You on the list shall receive. Secondly, Work on your game. University is the place where you take the next step in working with me. If you would like to work with me directly, if you want to be coached by me, if you like me to help you, if you like me to help you hold you accountable, if you like me to help you come up with a strategy and a game plan for what you're doing next, if you need to install a system so that you can not only do the things you need to do, but do them over and over and over again, same things the same way every time, as I like to say, and you want to be held accountable for it. And most importantly, you want to build that bulletproof mindset you hear me talking about all the time. All you got to do is go to workonyourgameuniversity.com right there on that page. We'll tell you what the next step is for you to get working with me and with us in Work On Your Game University right now. Any of you looking to get around like-minded people, high-level people so that you can benefit from the law of association, which all of you are familiar with, if you listen to this show, workonyourgameuniversity.com is where you take that next step. With that said, let's get into today's topic, which is the questions that buyers ask. So this episode, Masterclass, is designed to help you all understand what process your consumers, which includes ourselves when we are consuming, process we go through when we decide to make a purchase. I want you to understand that sometimes someone can go through this process relatively quickly, then go through this process in five seconds. Sometimes it takes a much longer time for someone to make these decisions and answer these questions that I'm going to lay out. But understand whether it takes us five minutes or five weeks to make the decision, every buyer goes through this same process and asks these same questions. So the better you can address the four questions I'm going to share with you here today, the better you'll be able to sell. And thus, the more revenue you'll be able to generate for your business. And at the same time, the better you'll be able to help the people who you are selling to, because if you can't sell them your thing, then you probably can't help them because they can't get anything. You can't get anything. So let's get into it. Point number one. Topic once again is the questions that buyers ask. Number one question, do I know this individual? This is the first question. Do I know you? When you are going to buy something from someone, the first question you ask, do I know this person? Remember that people buy based on emotion and they justify based on logic. So the first question is an emotional question. Do I know you is an emotional question. Why? Because based on the relationship, if I know you, we have a relationship and that relationship is more emotional than it is logical. See, the relationship to you has nothing to do with how good you actually are has nothing to do with whether you can actually deliver on your promise or if you are actually skilled at whatever you're selling or if your product does what I actually needed to do. It has nothing to do with any of that. The first question is just, do I know them? Do we have a relationship? Is there any relation between me and this individual right here who is making an offer to me, who is selling me something? Understand, everybody, relationships get more done in business than skill, talent, and hard work get done all put together. I'm going to repeat that sentence because this is an important thing for all entrepreneurs to understand and all professionals, period. Because even if you're not an entrepreneur, when you go and try to get a job, especially a career level job, you're trying to move forward in your career. So you're going to a job that is probably not as easy to come and go, but this is like you're going to be there for the long term. It's easier for you to get a job when there's a relationship there than if you just have skill, talent and hard work, but nobody knows you. 
can we all agree that anybody listening to this ever got a job because you built a relationship with the person who made the decision as opposed to you just showed off all your talent to the person who made the decision. That's why this matters. Relationships get more done in business than skill, hard work, and talent get done all combined. This is why, as you've heard me say, we are in the collaboration era. The people who are moving forward in the collaboration era are people with the relationships, not the people with the skill. Doesn't mean don't have skill. It means that the most valuable thing right now is the relationship. Skill still matters, and we're going to get to that. Have you ever seen somebody get an opportunity in your life based on a relationship when they didn't actually have that much skill or that strong of a resume or very much talent for the opportunity? Ever seen that? Somebody just offer a relationship alone. They got an opportunity. You're looking at them like this person's not even good. They don't have much of a resume. They're not really that talented at what they do. They're probably going to fumble the ball when they get their opportunity, but they got the opportunity simply because they knew somebody who knew somebody or somebody knew them. You ever seen that happen? Of course, all of us have. And some of us have been the beneficiaries of those relationships. So don't think that this only applies to other people. This applies to you as well, because relationships matter a lot. And when that relationship is a familial relationship, they call it nepotism. And people talk about nepotism like it's some kind of negative thing. Nepotism is a good thing. Now, if nepotism has never worked in your favor, because maybe nobody in your family knew anyone or nobody in your family had a connection that could you know, help you get an opportunity that you otherwise may not have been qualified for. Here's what you can do if you've never been a, a beneficiary of nepotism. What you can do is build yourself up by working on your game. So then your family, your cousins, your kids, your spouse, your whoever, they can benefit from the fact that you have a position. So if you've never been able to receive a benefit based on nepotism, now you be the first person in your family to give a benefit based on nepotism. Then you can get in the game and go deep in it because you have those relationships. When it's not a familial relationship, we call it networking and connections, but it's all the same thing. So you need to be in this game, everybody. That's the point that I'm making. Get deep into this game. And again, if you can't receive that benefit, then you be the first one to give it out. All right. You can be the one to change the trajectory of what's going on if it's never happened for you before. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is questions that buyers ask. Number two, do I like or can I trust this individual? Now, this is related to the first question, which is the relationship question. Notice that if somebody already knows you and they know you in a favorable way, they have a positive knowledge of you, usually this second question is an automatic yes. So if somebody knows you and they like you as a person, usually it's automatic that, yes, I like this person and I can trust them because they know you. Right? So think about one of your friends is thinking about buying something from you. Well, do they know you? Yes, I know them. That's probably how they know about the thing that you're selling because they're your friend. They automatically know they like you and they trust you. That's why they're your friend. So this second question is almost absorbed by the first question. So you see how these two work in hand in hand? And when I get to questions three and four, you understand why these first two matter so much. So somebody already knows who you are. Hopefully they know you in a positive way, not a negative way. And if they don't already know who you are, the fact that they like you and can trust you will contribute positively to their decision-making process. Understand that knowing you like the second question, even if somebody doesn't know you know you, like they never spent real time with you in person, they can still like you and trust you even if they never met you. They never shook your hand. They can still like you and trust you. Well, how? Think about this. Think about somebody who follows you on social media or someone you follow on social media or someone whose email list you're on. You get their emails all the time or you listen to their podcasts or you have read their books. You may not know them personally to where you can call them up and go on a dinner date with them like that. But you feel like you can trust that individual. Why? Because you have been consuming their material or if we flip it around, they feel like they can trust you because they've been consuming your material. This is one of the benefits of constantly or consistently is a better word, consistently creating content and being consistently in front of your audience. So any of you who's in the content game and you've been 
kind of dabbling, but not consistent in it. This is the reason why you should get consistent. I give you an example. Years ago, and I've had this happen more than once, but years ago, I was talking to somebody who was watching my, this is back when most of my material was basketball. And this is when I was making mostly basketball videos, 95% basketball. And then one day a week, I would put out this video called the weekly motivation. And that's where I started talking about mindset and those weekly motivation videos, which I did for a couple hundred weeks in a row. Those became the foundation for what you now hear on this show right here. And somebody said to me once I was, we were exchanging text messages and they said, I feel like I know you, even though I never met you before. That's the kind of relationship you want to build with people in your audience. You want people in your audience to feel like they know you. You want them to feel that they like you and you want them to trust you, even if they have never met you. How does that happen? That happens because you are consistently putting out content, sharing your thoughts, your ideas, your perspectives, who you are as a person. And those people now they get to know you because they're listening to you and watching you all the time or reading you all the time. And they get a pretty good feel for who you are and what you're about. And if you're consistent, people are going to get a pretty good feel for you because, you know, from you can pretend to be something one time, maybe one piece of content taken out of context. Somebody can see that and think you're one type of person. But if you're putting out content all the time for years, months, weeks, well, people are going to start to get a feel for, okay, I can see a baseline of how this person is and who they are as an individual. I get a feel for who they would be in person, even though I never met them in person. That's the kind of effect that content has when you are consistently creating. This is a reason why to be consistently creating content. So any of you wanted a reason, I just gave you another one. So a bunch of people can feel as if they know you, they like you, and they trust you because you built a relationship with them through continually sharing material that is of high quality. Notice that both of these first two questions are based on people's emotions, their feelings, their perspectives. It's not based on your skill set. I didn't say anything about your skill or your game or any type of objective observation or anything that is measurable or any kind of third party assessment of your ability. Why is this? Why is these first two points have nothing to do with any of that? Because when you have a strong enough relationship with people, your skills don't matter that much. Again, this is not to say that your skills don't matter at all. They just don't matter that much. Everybody got it? Good. This is one of the benefits of content. And in the collaboration era, understand every time you create content, you're collaborating with the platform that allows you to post the content. So when you post on LinkedIn, you are collaborating with LinkedIn because you give LinkedIn content. They give you access to a bunch of people. So they give you something, you give them something. Same thing on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and YouTube and whatever other platform comes up. They provide the people, the eyeballs, you provide the material. That's a collaboration. And the more you collaborate, the more you get access to people. And those people can feel like they know you, again, even though they haven't met you. And your skills don't matter that much when people feel like they know you and they trust you. Again, have you ever done something for or with somebody because you knew them and you trusted them, even though you might not even been sure how good they were at the thing they were doing, but you dealt with them anyway simply because you knew them, because you had a relationship with them. Of course, we all have. Point number three, today's topic, once again, is questions that consumers ask, questions that your buyers and customers ask. Number three, can this offer solve my problem. Whatever this person is offering, can it actually solve my problem and help me with the issue that I'm dealing with? It's only at question number three that the consumer, that's the buyer, asks if you or your product are actually good at what you are claiming that you do or claiming that it does. It's only on this question that they ask that this question. Again, remember that people can move through this process in a matter of seconds. It could take them a matter of weeks, months, or days. Like, for example, somebody's buying a, a hot dog and soda from the stand on the street. It can take them a few seconds to ask this question. And if somebody's buying a house, it might take them months to answer this question because they're looking at different options and it's a much bigger investment. But it's only a question number three that they really start asking, can this thing actually do what I need it to do? At this point, logic and rational thinking come into the equation and only at this point. So it is not as if those things don't matter. It's just that they don't matter as much as the relationship and the emotions matter 
which means you still must be able to deliver and get people a good result, even if you have a good relationship with them. Because if you get them a bad result based on relationships, well, then maybe their relationship will suffer because you gave them a bad result. So if you don't satisfy point number three, even if you have a good relationship with somebody, they might not be willing to do anything for or with you in the future because, well, they didn't get what they expected the last time. Right? They got some garbage from you last time. I still know you. I still like you. You're still my friend. You're still my cousin. You're still my son or my father, but I ain't buying from you again because the last thing I bought from you was trash. So understand this third point still matters. Okay. So you cannot create repeat business if you don't do good on point number three. It means you always will have to, if you can't do good on point number three if with any person, whether it's a new person who just met you or a person who's known you for 10 years, if you're not doing good on this third point of delivering, that means it'll be difficult for you to create repeat business, which is one of the highest levels of business you can create is repeat business. Why? Because you're selling to someone who's already bought from you in the past. So they've already gone through this process of evaluating you. They already know that you're good. And because they had such a good experience last time, they're willing to go through it again without having to go through all these logical steps again. They just automatically say yes because they like what they got from you last time. But understand, if you don't do a good job in the last time, it'd be hard to create repeat business, which means all your business needs to be new business. And a new customer is the most expensive customer to acquire. It's much easier to sell to a repeat customer. Why? Because you don't have to spend any time or money regaining their attention because they already know you. See, someone who already knows you, you don't have to spend any marketing dollars to get their attention because they already know you. You don't have to run ads to get their attention because they already know you. I'm not saying you can't run no retargeting ads. There are exceptions to this, what I'm saying, if you want to go into the details, but I want you to understand the general rule. If you already know me, and you bought stuff from me in the past. I don't have to run an ad to get your attention because I already got your information. I got your phone number, your email address, whatever. You're following me on Instagram. All I got to do is put up a post. You see it. Now you know that I'm there. So it costs me much more in time, attention, and energy to get the attention of somebody who's never heard of me because now I got to figure out where they're at and I got to do something. I got to jump up and down and wave my arms to get them to notice me because there's a whole bunch of other people trying to get their attention too. But if you already know me, I don't have to do any of that. You get it? So if you want to create repeat business, you want to make sure you do a good job of giving people what they want or what you told them you would give them was not what they want, but what you told them you would give them when they come in. So if you know anything about sales, again, the most expensive customer and the hardest customer to get is the new one. You want to work with the ones who already know you and get repeat business from them while at the same time working on getting new business. All right, the easiest customer is a repeat buyer because you don't have to invest in getting their attention. So even though this is only the third point on the list, it's only the third question, it still matters. All right, do not discount any of these questions because if you mess up on any one of them, you're fumbling the ball and it will cost you business. Point number four, today's topic once again is questions that your customers ask before they become customers. Number four, can I afford to pay for this? Notice that this question only get asked number four. Can I actually afford to buy whatever is for sale? Now, this is the simplest question. It's often the easiest question to ask, but it's often the hardest one to get over if the answer is not a definitive yes, i.e. if the person just doesn't have the money to pay for what you're selling. Well, this is the hardest one to deal with. Uh, if they don't know you, you can let them know. You can get them information. They don't like or trust you. You can do things to make them like or trust you. Can you, if they're not sure your product can deliver, you can give them information and knowledge and an experience to let them understand that what you offer can help them. But if they don't have the money, I'm not sure there's anything you could do to make them have money that they don't have. So this is the simplest question to ask and the hardest one to get over if the answer is not yes. So this is for you as a salesperson. You're asking yourself, can this person afford to pay for whatever you're asking for your thing? So if your thing costs a dollar, do they have a dollar? Cost a hundred, do they have a hundred? Cost a thousand, cost ten thousand, cost a hundred thousand. Do they actually have the money to pay for it? The answer is anything other than a hard yes or no, which is often will be the situation that is not a hard yes and is not a hard no. Hopefully you get more hard yeses than hard no's. But in the bell curve, the majority of the answer is going to be somewhere in between. 
especially when you're selling anything that's high ticket. Okay. This is where your sales skills and your ability to close comes into play is also where the value of the relationship comes into play because with somebody, they could afford it and they could not afford it, if you get what I'm saying. So they could afford to pay for your thing, but they could give you plenty of reasons why they couldn't afford it or why they shouldn't afford it. Whether they end up doing it or not, it's just a matter of if they know you, like you and trust you. That's really what it comes down to. Do I know this person, like them and trust them? Well, I allow this person to persuade me to go ahead and invest this amount that I do have access to, but I'm not sure I want to part with it. That's all based on relationship. That is all relationship. And understand everybody, that relationship does not have to be some 30 year relationship. You can build that relationship in 30 minutes if you have good communication skills. This is your ability to sell and your ability to close. This is your ability to sell and your ability to close. Now, has any of you ever walked into a car dealership planning just to look, but you left with a new car? I'm sure many of you have. Has any of you ever looked at a website. Uh, let's not even say a website. Let's think of something where you're actually engaging with a human being. Any of you ever gone to an event or some, a conference or something like that and you had your ticket to the event, but you planned, you told yourself you weren't going to buy anything at the event, but then somebody made a good enough sales pitch, whether on the expo hall floor or from the stage, that was such a good sales pitch that you said, I wasn't going to spend any money, but you know, that was such a good pitch. I'm going to buy something. And they went and bought it. And then you went and bought that thing. Of course you did. All of us have had that experience. Why? Because that person built enough no like, and trust with you over the course of that day or that 30 minutes or that three hours that now points number one and two were taken care of. Point number three was taken care of. And point number four could have been a yes or a no. You allowed it to be a yes because of the relationship. You see how that works? This is the sales ability of the salesperson. That's you. You as a salesperson, when you are good at points one and two and you satisfy point number three, you can change the answer of point number four from a no to a yes. This is how it works. This is a very important sales game that I'm giving you all right here. Any of you who are in sales, and by the way, if you didn't know, everybody's in sales. You're either doing a good job or you're doing a bad job. Everybody's in sales. Most of your sales in life are not going to be easy. They're not going to be what they call in the sales world, they call it a lay down. Those are people who just walk in the room and lay their money down on the table, just take the money. I'm saying yes. All right. Most of your sales are not going to be that. People who can easily pay and they have already decided that they know I can trust you and that you can help them. Most of them won't be that. Most of them also are not going to be people who are like, well, I just don't have the money. No way. Never forget about it. Go away. Most of them are not going to be that either. Most of your sales are going to be in the middle. About 90% of them be in the middle. It could be yes. It could be no. Now, some of them have favorable conditions towards a yes. Some of them have unfavorable conditions that are leaning more towards a no. But your ability to communicate is really going to determine where things go. That's really what this comes down to. W. Clement Stone, who was one of Napoleon Hill's business partners in Napoleon Hill's later years, Napoleon being the author of Think and Grow Rich, by the way, for those who don't know. One of the things that W. Clinton Stone said was the attitude of the salesperson determines the outcome of the sale much more than the attitude of the, the prospect. Your attitude, how you show up, determines more what's going to happen than the attitude of the person. Because in Zig Ziglar, if any of you is not familiar with Zig Ziglar's book called Secrets of Closing the Sale, you should go get it. You can probably find it on a free platform. It's probably out of print now. You can probably find the audio for free, but you should go buy it. And I mean, how are you going to go look for free for a book on selling? That doesn't make sense. But anyway, get the book Secrets of Closing the Sale. And Zig Ziglar talked about this, that there were times when he was a salesperson, he would go talk to some family because he used to sell what they call belly to belly, nose to nose. That means he would be sitting in a living room of someone's home trying to sell them something like face to face, not on the Internet, face to face. And he would be talking to a family and selling them some cookware. He used to sell pots and pans. And he would talk to families who said, look, we love the pots and pans, but we just don't have the money to afford it. And Zig said, look, I can't just accept that no from every family that says it, because if I did, I wouldn't make any money. Now, he didn't say that in so many words, but you go listen to the audio yourself and let him explain it to you. 
that you got to close a good amount of those sales that are in the middle. Otherwise, you can't have a career in sales. All your sales can't be just the easy ones. There aren't enough of them for you to sustain yourself. So you can't lose all the easy ones. And at the same time, you ain't going to win all of them. So you must learn how to have a sales conversation. You should have a sales script, meaning a formula that you follow in a sales conversation. You need to have material for closing sales. You need all three of these. A how to have a conversation, a formula for your conversation doesn't mean you have a rote like read the script, reading the script, but you should know, all right, I handled that part. Now I need to do this. Now this, now this, this should be a formula for your sales conversations. And you need to have material for closing your sale. Meaning if someone offers you some pushback or an objection or some hesitation and it could go either way, do you have the ability to get it go the way you want it to go? Which is a yes. You need all of these if you're going to be in sales and all of you is in sales. So all of you need it. All that said, let's recap today's class, which is questions that buyers ask. And notice I'm framing them as buyers. We want to call them prospects. We call them buyers because they're going to buy something. And whether it's going to be from you, it's going to be from somebody else. These are the four questions every prospect goes through in their process of becoming a buyer, whether they buy it from you or they buy it from someone who's better than you. But these are the four questions. Number one, do I know this person? Remember that sales are based on emotion and not logic. That's what moves them first. Do I know you? Do I have a relationship with this person? Number two, do I like this person and can I trust them? This is related to the relationship. Usually, if they know you, favorably, they already like you and trust you. So questions one and two can be handled in one thought. Sometimes, not all the time. When you have a strong enough relationship, the skills don't matter that much. Number three, can this offer, whatever they're selling, can it actually solve my problem? Do I actually want to read this book? Do I actually want to take this course? Do I actually want to come to this event? Is there anything I'm going to get here that will be useful for me? Is there anything they have uncovered or shared about what they're offering that I actually want? If you can show people even one thing that they actually want, that can be the difference between them saying yes, and them saying no, but you had to be able to show them. That's why you want to make sure whatever it is you're giving them, you share everything so that whatever could possibly catch their attention, you give yourself an opportunity to win in that sales conversation. And number four, can I afford to pay for this? This is often the simplest question and it's the easiest one to answer, but it's the last question. This is only the last thing that people ask because most of the time it could go either way. They could choose to be able to afford it or they could choose to not be able to afford it because people could tell you anything. You don't know what somebody has, you don't know what they plan on doing with it. So they can tell you they can afford it and maybe they shouldn't do it, but they'll do it anyway because you gave them a good enough reason to do so. They can tell you that they can't afford it, even though they easily could because you haven't given them enough reasons to afford it. So this is all about you. Remember, the attitude of the salesperson is more important than the attitude of the customer. So if you want to get better at sales, make sure you are addressing these four questions and everything that you put out. Understand it's not just in the moment that you are trying to make a sale, but anytime you're having a communication with the people who could possibly at some point buy from you, these are the things that they're going through. And the more of these you can answer before you get to the sales conversation, the easier it will be when you get to the sales conversation. With all that said, I want you to text me. Let me know you want to get the daily motivation every day to your phone. My number is 305-384-6894. And we want to get better at actually handling these four parts. Understand there's a strategy and a system to doing this not only before the sale, but also during the sale, having those sales conversations, like I explained, I can teach you how to do this, get better at it so that you can close more of your sales. You can build more relationships. So you don't have to work so hard to close the sale in the sales conversation. You can have more people come to you already ready to buy and predisposed to buy all based on what you are doing ahead of the time of the conversation. You want help with any of that. I can show you how all of this is done, how you can do it systematically and strategically and consistently. All of that happens at Work On Your Game University. Go to workonyourgameuniversity.com. You'll see simple steps right there on the page to take your next steps, get to working with us and let's get to work and you making the sales that you want to make so you can generate the money you want and take care of yourself and your family the way that they deserve to be taken care of. All at workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. 
I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.